freaking out of? This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's like the buff dudes at? Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. <laughs> All right, final hour of our week here on Brock and Salk. And then next week, oh, yeah, we're into training camp. And Brock will actually be back. And everything will be golden moving forward. I apologize for you all being stuck with me uh, solo for the last few days. And uh, at least you lucked into Mora and Brady and some other folks earlier in the week. Uh, I had a little game before we do open phone lines at 930. And before my other daughter, Avery, joins us at 945 for a little ranking. I decided uh, it's similar to which is better, but it's a little bit of a twist. This is would you rather. And no, it's not like the game that you play when you're in high school. It's our own little version of would you rather. Are you ready, Maura? You want to play yeah, with I me? I didn't ask you if we needed music. Do we have? Like, I mean, I never mind music. We don't studio. always well, take a little music, but, you know, we don't necessarily need it. Let me uh, um, l- let me ask some okay. questions here. I'll start with this one. Since I was talking about it yesterday, would you rather. Cut AJ Pollock or cut Colton Wong? (laughs) Hard because you kind of want to cut both of them, don't you? Yeah. I would rather cut Colton Wong. Yeah, the frustration of a guy hitting like a 450 OPS or whatever it is is certainly pretty lousy, but I'm going to disagree. I would rather cut AJ Pollock, and it gets harder after yesterday. Obviously, I I kind of thought of this before Kelnick ended up getting hurt yesterday, and maybe this saves AJ Pollock for a little while because you need another capable outfielder, but I just can't watch him. I, I just, for whatever reason, Colton Wong... Is is had a lousy year and he's not been great and I certainly understand why he would be an answer but for some reason just like the complete irrelevance of having Pollock on the roster all year has just bugged me to no end. Well, and and now I mean he actually you're going to need him. Well, right, that's my point. Yes, yeah. I mean now that now that Kelnick's <laughs> out, you can't do that. But but I yeah, well I know that until when yesterday. You didn't go home the other day, you were. <laughs> God, I just, on our text thread, you were I just got, incensed. That moment where he didn't score on the ground ball to second base yeah. last week was just like a final straw for me. I just can't do it after that. Would you rather sign Shohei Otani in the offseason or guarantee that Julio Rodriguez fully lives up to his expectations of being a generational superstar? Harder question than you might think, right? You sign Otani, and you still have Julio, but you have no idea what he's going to turn into. Maybe this year is who he is. Maybe he ends up just being a sophomore slump, and he becomes a generational superstar. Who knows? And you don't know what happens with Otani either. Do you have, want? Do you want the sure in thing in Julio? I go for Otani. All right, so you're willing to you're willing to spend the money. I think I'm probably with you. That gives you a generational superstar at two positions now, and if Julio works you, out, yeah. great. Then you have a shot at two yeah. generational right. superstars. All right, all right. So you're Whereas, you're daring. I appreciate that. But about you're saying you. if you go with the other option, you get the guarantee for Julio. Yeah, get, you right. know that you're getting like as I said, generational superstar. I guess I'm a gambler. I'll go for the shot at two. Strike me as a bit of a gambler. I like that about you. <laughs> Would you rather more? This one's up your alley. Start. Olu, Olu with Timmy, or would you rather start Anthony Bradford? 
Would you rather have a starting center as a rookie, or would you rather that Bradford be the guy who wins the job at right guard? I'm going to go Bradford. Um, everything I've heard about Olawatimi, um, he he has a shot to do this, but to me, center is something that takes so much communication. Uh, Evan Brown seems like he might be the right guy to start with to me, and then maybe Olawatimi can work in there. And, and I was really impressed. Um, I hate that he got in that car accident because um, it – had him lose some time mm-hmm. in OTAs, but I was really impressed with just watching Bradford's power and some of those drills. Yes, he's a big, big character. Yeah. I'm going to disagree with you, though. I'm going to say that I hope <laughs> Olu is the one who wins the job because I don't love your other options at center. I mean, Evan Brown, whatever. They got a couple other guys floating around yeah, on the that. other side of it. Like Phil Haynes, I'm kind of hoping, lives up to what he's been kind of capable of. He's been around for a while. They spent the time to sign him in the offseason, and so I hope Phil Haynes kind of still takes that job and we see Bradford down the line, but good argument made. Would you rather, Maura, would you rather swim with venomous sea snakes or swim with sharks? Sharks. That's easy. No kidding. <laughs> you and I see this exactly the same. So Avery saw my, my wife and daughter were in Japan just until a couple days ago and they were swimming. They went to, uh, they went to, uh, what's the island off there? They went to, um, Anyway, they're they're swimming in the water, okay? And all of a sudden, there's a sea snake there. A sea snake. Are you kidding me? So I asked Avery what it was like. So maybe this will change your answer a little bit, because I'm with you. I think sea snakes sound like the worst thing on Earth. That's my, like, greatest fear in maybe the whole world. Well, I have an irrational fear of snakes in general. I'm with you. You add them swimming around with you in the ocean and being venomous. All of that sounds awful. Oh. So I asked Avery, was it big? Was It wasn't that big. It's only like maybe two or three feet. And it wasn't moving like a snake. It's just sort of like laying in the water. It doesn't like wriggle and stuff. And they don't bother you, apparently, unless you get too close to it and bother it. They're not coming after you the way a shark might. Does that change your answer yeah, you- at all? But you, like, float around out there. I accidentally almost, like, ran into a turtle in Hawaii once. Like, you can't control. What what if you accidentally bump into this snake? The easy answer to this question (laughs) is neither. Don't go swimming in the ocean. It's not your territory. It is their territory. Stay away from the ocean. There is no positives in going in there. I don't endorse that at all. Attracting the the attention of any of these animals. Love the ocean. Would you rather keep... Sign or trade Teoscar Hernandez? I think trade. Trade? You're going to deal with the deadline? Yeah, I think just because of where they're at. Um, he, I mean, he's started to do a little bit better, but just hasn't really been what you signed up for. And here's let me let me throw a couple little pieces of information at you because I think this is important to answer this question. If you trade him, you're probably not getting that much for him. Maybe you get something, but I mean, again, all you traded for him was a reliever. Like you're not getting back a tremendous amount for Teo. If you keep him, you do have the opportunity to give him a qualifying offer, which means you could have him next year at a somewhat reasonable rate. Or if he signs elsewhere, you'll get a draft pick back in compensation. You could also try to sign him knowing that you're getting him at a kind of a, you know, a a down part. You might be able to get a real good bargain on Teo for the next couple of years. So let me just give you the whole picture before you guarantee your answer. Do you want to lock it in at uh, at trade him or does that sway you in any way towards just keeping him or even signing him to a long term deal? 
I just kind of, I just think he's not the best fit for what you say you're, unless you're changing your mantra on offense. Mm -hmm. I don't think he, I don't think he was a great addition, Uh, not anything against him, but just to what you're trying to build. I, 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 I see the argument. I don't think I could sign him to a long-term deal for that reason, but I might be willing to give him the rest of this year and then give him the qualifying offer. I think the draft pick you get back if he signs elsewhere might be worth more than whatever you could trade him for. Yeah. And if he does come back for one year and it turns out that you can put some other pieces around him, as Divish was saying yesterday, that drop him in the order and make him a little bit less of a, of a need to and more of a want to, yeah, maybe that ends up helping you more long term. Would you rather have the Seahawks brand new throwbacks or the Seahawks wolf grays? All right. Everybody's taking the throwbacks, right? Oh, yeah. Easy one. Because the throw, are, eh. the wolf grays are out, by the way. Yeah. I, was, I think people are surprised they, they kept the action green over the wolf gray. See, this is hard for me. Which would I have kept the wolf gray or the action green? I would have kept both. I would have, here's what I would have, if it was me, I would have, so you can have four uniforms total, is that right? You can have two, an alternate, and a throwback, right? Two or two and two alternates. I would have kept blue, action green, the new throwbacks, and wolf gray. And I'd, I'd wear my wolf grays instead of the whites. I would wear wolf gray on the road all the time instead of the whites. They look better than the whites. I love the wolf gray. And they're perfectly acceptable. You don't need whites. Kind of meh. No, they're beautiful, Mora. As always, gray is the best way to go. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, that is. Uh, would you rather? I think maybe we needed some music for that. In retrospect, yeah, kind of looking back. And then I tried to find some in the system, but it had talking in it. Oh and my I was gosh. Like Causing right. a disaster back here for right. Rob. Next time, next time we try, would you rather? We'll throw a little <laughs> music behind it. Just give it a little energy. Hopefully, there's still people listening even after that. We'll give you everything you need to know, and then start thinking about your phone calls because we do that every Friday at nine thirty. Little open phone lines eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. Start thinking about what you want to chat about and we'll do that coming up in 20 on brock and sulk need to know 15 minutes past every hour with brock and sulk here's what you need to know up first well the mariners needed a win yesterday after a couple of brutal losses to minnesota and they did actually get it they come away with a victory and as usual it was keyed by the pitching they didn't give up a run george kirby just filthy he sets at the waist now deals a check swing buxton certainly goes around 97 mile an hour flames up and into byron buxton kirby strikes out his seventh batter over four scoreless. It's amazing to see him just dominate with that fastball and all the ways he's able to spot. It just shows you for all of the talk about stuff and how much we talk about stuff in today's baseball, today's game, having command is still right there. Now, he's got command at 97. It's not like he's throwing 91 miles an hour. But what makes Kirby better than so many of the other young pitchers He just doesn't give up walks. He puts the ball exactly where he wants to all the time, and it's why he's had such an incredible season. Pitching, pitching. Um, George Kirby, what a season um, he's putting together and uh, just continues to impress um, time and again. Uh, He is not afraid. He loves the competition. I think that's what sticks out more than anything else. When you watch him pitch, he just loves to bring it on. You know, I will give you my best effort, and uh, he usually ends up on the right side of things. Awesome outing. 
Yeah, it puts them now back at 500, nine and a half games out in the division, five and a half back in the wild card. Time certainly running out as they take on Toronto. This weekend, three game set. Bryce Miller gets the ball tonight against old friend Yusei Kikuchi. They definitely need to win the series. They probably need to sweep it in order to take this team where you want to go. Jerry Depoto saying with the deadline coming up, nothing's off the table, including selling. No, and it never has been. You know, I, I think in, in when you've asked that question in the past, I've always tried to answer it as, as honestly as I can. We are always, you know, one foot in camp of buyer and one foot in the camp of the seller believing that the best way to approach any trade deadline is with the mindset of how do we make the Mariners better? And and that's a it's a broad question that can be answered in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think it may end up being answered in terms of the near long term, not necessarily this year, but not looking two, three, four years down the road either. How do you get yourself ready and in position to win a World Series as quickly as possible? Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, that took a little bit of a complication and a turn yesterday as we found out that Jared Kelnick had broken a bone in his foot kicking a water cooler after striking out on Wednesday night. He sounds distraught. I made a mistake. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I let the emotions get the best of me there. I just... I feel terrible, especially for the guys. I just I let the emotions get the best of me, and I just uh, I let them down and uh, take full responsibility for it. It's on me. It just can't happen. Man, it is brutal to listen to. That's what four or five times you played it today. And it gets me every time. I mean, I, I like Jared personally. I've enjoyed talking to him. I like the way he plays the game. I think he's a smart, thoughtful young man. And it's a bummer that this happened. Hopefully it helps. Hopefully he learns that he's got to find a way to not just control those emotions, but channel them, use them for the positive rather than, in this case, for the negative. Because if he does, he's so talented. And I really believe there's a lot of great things in store for him in the future. Here's the third thing you need to know. Dan Snyder is done. That's the best news we've heard out of the NFL in basically forever. They rid themselves of a guy who was a complete disaster in so many different ways. I saw this online. This is Snyder's tenure and shows that he, you know, paid $800 million and then sold the team for $6 billion 24 years later. So obviously a pretty good return on his investment. But for fans... He went 164, 220, and two, a 427 winning percentage. He had 10 coaches in 24 years. He had only six trips to the playoffs, only four division titles. That matches his number of federal investigations, and he also had two NFL investigations and three from local attorneys general. What a world Dan Snyder is living in where that record gets you a five plus billion dollar payout. It does also get him a 60 million dollar fine as the NFL found that he had been sexually harassing a former employee of the team. Open championship still in action this morning uh, from Royal Liverpool. Brian Harmon in the lead at 10 under. He shot six under today. Tommy Fleetwood is four under, so six back. And Jordan Spieth, after getting to five under, 
has bogey two in a row and is now back to three under. Way to go, Jordan. That is the roller coaster ride. That's why you love them and uh, sometimes why you can't stand them. Stuart Sink is in the mix. Jason Day is in the top 10. Brooks Kepka is in the top 10. Hideki Matsuyama in the top 10. So a lot of big names floating around. But Brian Harmon, the young lefty, the little lefty, kind of ahead of all of them. That is uh, everything you need to know. We do a quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk show. All right. My favorite part of the week always is getting to talk to you guys and uh, we'll do it coming up next. 866-979-3776. Open phone lines. I'll, I'll throw out some thought starters for you guys in case you need help. Let's see. Jerry DePoto yesterday says that the team is going to need to be creative that they may even sell at the deadline, that they have not played well enough to give themselves a chance to go out and just bring in a big rental bat. They've taken themselves out of that market, but also understands that they need to do something to improve this offense and take it from what he says is average up to significantly better than that. What do you make of Jerry's comments? 866-979-3776. Jared Kelnick kicks a water bottle yesterday and ends up breaking a, a, well, a water (laughs) jug and ends up breaking a bone in his foot. He's crying afterwards. He's upset. He let down the team. Good thing for Jared's career or another sign that he's never going to get it and it's just never going to work for him as a professional baseball player. Seahawks start training camp on Wednesday. Is this team better than we think? Not as good as we think. Geno's future, etc. So I got anything you want. We got golf going on. We got cracking off season, which has been largely quiet. 866-979-3776. You guys get to control the show for about 15 minutes. So make sure you got something good to say. 866-979-3776. Take your calls next. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. All right, 866-979-3776. The phone number. We'll do some open phone lines. And then a special guest ranker today. You've heard my daughter, Cecily, take shots at me over and over again. When she is filled in, I got my older daughter, Avery, who uh, we recorded ranked last night. Uh, it is Taylor Swift related. So uh, prepare yourself for a much sweeter version of ranked than what Cecily gave us Wait, uh, a week or so Wait, did we not so get ago. any shots at you? I didn't say that. I just said that that's not really her thing. Okay. It's not like Cecily, who is uh, just nonstop taking shots at dad. Avery's like a good person. She's very, very Wait, nice. People who take shots at you nonstop are bad people. All of them. Yes. All of them, especially well, any me. that are sitting in that room right now. All right. 866-979-3776. Oh, my God. Is it Jacqueline, our old friend, former top five caller? Jacqueline. Hi, Jacqueline. How are you? Hello, Jacqueline. Jack, um, there you are. We got you. Sorry. Can you hear me? Okay? I got you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We have poor sale. I think I've told you that before. I'm just calling because I haven't heard this mentioned on 710. Um, uh, you know, you're familiar with the show Moving the Chains, Pat Kerwin. And I know Miller. that's your show. I know and you love have, Pat. I do. They've gone through all 32 teams pass rush. They, they're doing the different position groups. Yeah. Um, and they have uh, the Seahawks top five 
in the pass rush. Well, that would be fantastic if that is true, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, that would be such a difference from where this team was just a couple of years ago when we were looking at it going, how are they going to come up with even 20 sacks in a season? Yeah, I mean, if, if this group, and it's probably not going to be one guy, it's going to be Boye Mafe, and it's going to be Nuosu, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be obviously Jamal Adams as a part of that. You're going to need Daryl Taylor probably coming off the bench on third down. Maybe you get something from Hall. Like You're going to need some of that interior pass rush from Dre Jones. But if that whole group can combine and turn them into a fearsome unit, it changes everything. Now, I don't know why anybody's going to pass on this team because their quarterbacks look pretty good, their secondary looks good, and they look like they might be able to rush the passer, but I'm not convinced they're going to be able to stop the run. So if I'm picking up five, six yards every time I hand the ball off, I don't know how how much of an opportunity that pass rush is going to have to do its job, but I love the fact that they've rebuilt it. The question is, can they do the other stuff they need to, which is make sure they don't get run on? 866-979-3776. Let's see, Kevin's in Buffalo. What's going on, Kevin? Good morning. Oh, hey, Salk. Uh, love your show, man. And uh, I'm in, I'm here in beautiful Tacoma. Oh, Tacoma. But, okay, sorry. Uh, I, I, I call myself Buffalo Kevin. I'm from there, and I bleed the red, white, and blue of the Bills. Uh, I'm a BU Terrier, Salk, so uh, I know Sudbury and know, your, know Mass well. Me, I, I'm, I mean, come on. We just can't talk about this enough. Uh, uh, you know, I thought this year, breakout year for Jared Kelnick, uh, you know, um, finally starting to believe in the kid, um, you know, finally really feeling like he, he, he changed and he, and he progressed and he, and something. And then the most selfish, immature me first, I, I can't, I, I'm in utter disbelief at the news this morning hmm. that, I, I utter disbelief. I think he's the only kid hitting over. Uh, first of all, we've got two hitters over uh, uh, that are close there at 260, right? We've got uh, Tao, and we've got and and what's calling yeah, it? So, so 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 why do you why, why 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 does this make you so angry? Why why are you upset with Jared? It's because it's it's a me first action. It's it's not. You're not, you're putting yourself, this strikeout, this loss, it, 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 every loss now means something. Mm-hmm. But then to go and do something so destructive to the team. Yeah, is he what compounds it. There, there's no doubt. He's not the first guy to kick something, punch something, etc. He's not the first guy no. to get injured doing it. I mean, there's a long history of this in the NFL, and uh, rather in Major League Baseball, and he's not alone. So... I, look, I I totally understand your anger. I'm not going to argue with you. I, I said it at the beginning of the show. Anybody who's mad at Kelnick today and thinks it was immature and stupid, I can't get mad at you. You're right. It was. It was immature. It was stupid. I just also am not mad about it. And I guess I just reserve the right to feel differently in this case than I might in another one, partly because I like him. I'm biased. I admit that. I want him to succeed. I feel like I, I'm invested in his success, and I'm probably willing to cut him a little more slack than maybe I should. So I'm willing to admit that bias. But I also, I guess, just sort of relate to him and his sort of struggle to maintain his emotional consistency. 
And I think that every Mariner fan can relate to the anger that he feels, not just about that strikeout. Dude, that wasn't even a bad strikeout. I think he's mad because the team has drastically underperformed. And everybody in there is mad. And he's not the first one to kick something or punch something. But unfortunately, he's the first one to have it come back to bite him in the rear end. It stinks. Hopefully he learns from it because that's really more important than whether or not we're mad at Jared Kelnick today. 866-979-3776. Let me go with Chris. Who's in Burien? What's going on, Chris? Good morning. Hey, good morning, Mike. Thanks for taking my call. What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Uh, so you actually just uh, said the whole point about Jared Kelnick. Um, I, I'm not mad at the guy. You know? um, I, shoot, we've all been angry at situations. But uh, my question to you is, where do we go from here as far as Jerry DePoto? You know, I listened to you and Ryan Divish and Jerry yesterday. You know, where do we go from here? Well, I appreciate it. And if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you'll know that I'll take a question like this and almost always turn it back on you. Where do you think we go? Well, I mean, as a fan, we all know that we all know that having Wong and Pollock on the team is a bad idea. You know, I don't know why they're still on the team, but it's probably because of the money. And then, um, I don't think it is. I don't. I don't get that sense. I don't think it's because of the money. I, I mean, like, I, I, I think they've moved on from that in the past. They DFA'd Flexen and would have eaten the money if the Mets didn't take it. I mean, like, I, I don't think it's just the money. I think they don't they don't see a better option out there right now available. They obviously screwed it up in the offseason with both guys. And I think Jerry has taken responsibility for some of those. I mean, not specific moves, but because he's not going to throw a guy under the bus like that. But I, I think Jerry's taken right. some responsibility for the mistakes that were made in the offseason. They don't see a way of fixing it yet. Personally, I would just cut them and move on. That's my own personal opinion. As to what kind of a path Jerry's on, this year's a setback. It doesn't, for me, erase a lot of the positive that has te- you know, gone on in the last few years leading up to it. And so I don't fire a guy or even think about it after a season like this, but it puts more pressure on him next year, obviously. Of course it does. I think Jerry's done enough to earn a little bit of the benefit of the doubt for this year. Same with Scott. Next year, totally different conversation. Right? These things, you can't repeat a performance like that. Do you get one? Yeah, you probably do based on their track record, I believe. Two? That's a little bit of a different conversation. 866-979-3776. Let's go to Taylor in Spokane. Good morning, Taylor. What's up? Good morning, Mike. Hey, um, just wanted to talk about a potential trade partner with the Mariners. Um, I've been seeing the St. Louis Cardinals pop up a lot. Yep. I think they have a, a couple interesting pieces. One that doesn't get talked in, enough about is Wilson Contreras. I know we have Cal Raleigh, we have Tom Murphy, um, but he's a DH. He's a middle-of-the-order bat, and um, I think he w- he could provide some pop. I think Brendan Donovan also on their team could provide a lot of pop. And I think we have some pieces that they, that they would want in return as well. Some young pitching. I, I kind of liked where your mind is at. And I've always liked Contreras as a player. I know that they have, we went through some issues this year when he, you know, he moved from Chicago to St. Louis and there've been some issues with him in the catching department. You're right. Maybe he's just a DH at this part of his career and just no longer able to be a regular everyday catcher, but he can definitely hit. 
He can hit the ball out of the ballpark. He certainly has pop. He also gets on base pretty well. He's got, I mean, he's a really good hitter. He's an energetic player. He can run a little bit, especially for a catcher. So I, I, I actually kind of like the idea. I don't know whether that's a direction that they would choose to go, but I, I like where you're thinking. Honestly, I do. Now, they signed Contreras to a long deal. So if you're trading for him, you're not just getting them, you know, this year, you're getting all the way until his age 36 season in 2028. So that is a big, big commitment to Wilson Contreras. Is that one I'd be willing to make? I don't know, man. That would be a lot for me. That would be a long commitment to a guy that I'm not sure is going to be good for all that time. But I don't hate the idea. I like the creativity around it. And Jerry said they're going to have to be creative. I would certainly put that in the creative category. 866-979-3776. Open phone lines as we do on Fridays. Mike's in Spokane as well. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning. Yeah, just, uh, it was nice to see the throwbacks revealed on Wednesday. Um, question is, uh, do you think the NFL ever kind of get that helmet thing figured out and open up? multiple uh, uniform combinations, kind of like they do in college football. Uh, first thing I'd like to see, like the white helmet uh, makes the lime green pop really well with the Hawks. I, I don't um, think that's the it? issue. I, I think they can you know, use different types of helmets now. I mean, obviously, they're going to use the silver helmet, which will be different from the blue one. So I think they've kind of fixed the helmet policy. I think they just, you know, have a limit on how many different options they want a team to use at once because they don't want it to be like college. And I think there's like an element of, you know, how how they they have some standards of like what each team looks like. And I I think they're sort of unwilling to vary too much from it. So I don't think it's a helmet anymore. At least that's my understanding of it. I'm not, I I guess I could be proven wrong on that. But 866-979-3776, our guy Austin's in Walla Walla. What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? So I had a thought uh, yesterday when you were talking about and talking about um, I would see if we can make a deal to trade uh, for Pete Alonso. Um, I know he's not signed with the Mets. He's a great um, power hitter, and I think he would fit really well in this system because uh, I I'm kind of out on on um, Ty France. Uh, I think he's had enough time to figure out what kind of player he is, and I just don't think he's he's the future. Um, so I would really try to find a way to possibly do that since the Mets are definitely not going to go anywhere this year. I think it'd be uh, a phenomenal pickup. I don't know how hard that would be, but yeah, I, I mean, really probably given back Ty great. France in a deal like that. I mean, you'd have to worry about Pete Alonso's ability to coexist with Julio after he's beaten him in the home run derby two years in a row. And I, I don't know whether they'd be able to coexist or not. Maybe that's uh, I'm sure it would be just fine. Alonso, uh, you get for a year and a half if you deal for him. He's got the rest of this year arbitration in the offseason, and then he's a free agent after this year. I think he's going to be more expensive than he's worth because of his value to the Mets. I think he's worth more to the Mets than he is to other teams because of the New York connection, because of sort of the cult figure status, et cetera. So is he worth it? Obviously, it depends on what you'd have to give back. Would I be intrigued? Yeah. Again, those are the kind of creative moves that bring back a player that's not going to just help you right now, but help you into the future. I don't know what his value is, and maybe at the deadline, a guy like that goes for more than he's really worth, but it's worth a call. 
Yeah, I got no issues with that one at all. 866-979-3776. Let me grab one more. How about Ryan in Mill Creek? Good morning, Ryan. Good morning. Uh, I'm just curious, why should we expect any player that's coming up on arbitration to not be selfish when they're at bats, when this team knew exactly what they needed to do in the offseason and refused to do it? They needed a bat, and the ownership group, like they have done, decided they didn't want to go spend the money. Well, they went out and got Teoscar Hernandez. That was a trade. So what? It wasn't any spending money. Yes, it was. So what? You have cash. Well, hold, 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 hold on, hold on. You, because you traded for him doesn't mean you didn't spend money. He still comes with a contract. He came with yeah, the... He, come on, hold on, else. man. I'm not disagreeing with you, Robert, or uh, excuse me, Ryan, that there's more they could have done. They could have done more. But I don't think it's fair to say that. I mean, Teoscar Hernandez came with the highest price tag in arbitration of any player ever. They just spent the money on Luis Castillo. They just spent the money on Julio Rodriguez. I'm not telling you that they're perfect, and I'm not telling you that that they shouldn't have done more. They should have. But I don't think it's fair to say they don't care and they're not. They went out and did those things. So, that doesn't that doesn't so not when, occur. When Divish said yesterday that Jerry is not as free to do as he as much as he wanted, what did he mean? He said that he has heard that in some places. I don't know whether it's true oh, or not. Like we've heard that for the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Nope. That's we're gonna. I love the show. Love what you do. So agree to disagree and go Jordan. Go Jordan. He's just bogeyed his last two holes too. It's just brutal. Uh, it's just brutal. You know the point. Right. Rooting for Jordan is hell. It's harder than rooting for the Mariners. It's harder than rooting for the Mariners. And both things are incredibly difficult. It's time for ranked. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is Ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. All right, rank today going to be a little bit different as uh, I have another daughter to bring to the table. We've had Cecily do ranked a couple of times now, and Avery has been waiting for her turn. So, hi, Avery. Good morning. Hi. As people probably know, Taylor Swift is in town this weekend. Everybody is excited so around excited. Seattle. The tickets are hard to get. Taylor Swift, one of your favorites. Yeah. And your favorite Taylor song, Taylor song to sing is. Uh, I like Karma and Love Story. Okay, so give me give me just a little bit of Karma. Okay, Karma is my boyfriend. Karma isn't God. Karma is the reason my hair on the weekends. Perfect, really good. I know you know more of it, but yeah. you know it's it's early in the morning for a lot of uh, Taylor singing. So I know that we've been unable to get tickets, like you know most everybody in Seattle, and you in your desire to uh, get to the show have created. The top things that you could do to get Taylor Swift tickets yeah. ranked. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you have some honorable mentions. Yeah. All right, what do you got? Okay, so number 10. Rent my giant inflatable lobster at Green Lake. You have a giant, in, where is that? Downstairs in our basement? Yeah. How big is it? Giant. <laughs> it, people, it says so. And people can float on this giant inflatable lobster? Yeah. Okay. I'm sure that will uh, br- bring in tons of cash to get you there. I know. Okay. Okay, and I, I could tour people in my wagon. Like I'll, your I'll, Costco I'll, wagon that we have? Yeah. I'll, 
<laughs> all around Seattle. So like a like a duck duck to- duck boat kind of tour, but just you carry them in your wagon. <laughs> yeah. Can you take them on the water in the wagon, or do you have to stay on dry land? No, stay on dry land with some snacks. Okay. Do you know know anything about the city to tell them about during the tour? I know a little bit. Okay. But. <laughs> But it might be a pretty silent tour. <laughs> okay, it'll be a quiet tour. But they'll get to see some good sights. Yeah. Okay. Number eight. Make doll eyes at my parents until they say yes. Like, guilt them into saying yes. Do you think that will be effective? Yes. Oh, hold on. Very what do you, what, do, what do you mean saying yes? You make it sound as if we have tickets that we're just not giving to you, as opposed to we were unable to purchase them. Well, find a way. <laughs> okay. Okay. What Number else we have? Seven. I Number could, seven. I could rob a bank. Yeah, I don't see you as really having the stomach for bank robbery. I know, but I really want these tickets. What, what is, what sort of, um, do you have a, like a plan to rob a bank? Do you yeah. have a bank in mind? No, I don't really know any banks. Can I recommend Kitsap uh, Credit Union? They okay. have great rates on checking and certificates and a whole lot more. Okay, cool. Okay. All right, number six. Okay. I could sell lemonade for 72 hours straight. Yeah, so you've had some success selling lemonade, uh, you know, at Green Lake on yeah. a weekend. 72 straight hours of lemonade. My question is, how many people walking around the lake do you think are looking for lemonade in the middle of the night? <laughs> well, some people might be really thirsty and they forgot their water. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, so uh, lemonade sales uh, for 72 straight hours yep. leading up to Sunday's concert. Yeah, okay. Okay, what else? Okay, number five, sell overpriced Hello Kitty ice cream. Okay, we're in the top five. You're going to sell overpriced Hello Kitty ice cream. Where are you going to get the ice cream? I don't know, Whole Foods. <laughs> so you go to Whole Foods, you buy Hello Kitty ice cream, and then you have a huge markup. No, no, buy wafer, wafer cookies ah. and strawberry ice cream okay. and vanilla ice cream, and then I turn them into Hello Kitty you, and my melody. You create a Hello Kitty and then sell them ice cream. Hmm. Okay. Okay, number four, let Taylor Swift stay in my house for two free tickets. Well, I would think this would be the most likely to work of all of the yeah. uh, ideas on your list. Who wouldn't want to stay here in the Salk House while touring in Seattle, especially when you're a multimillionaire like Taylor Swift? I know, right? <laughs> so she would stay in your room, in the house? Where, where do you think she would stay? She could stay in my room or our guest room. Oh, that's gracious. So you would be willing to let her stay in your room? Yes. Okay. That's nice of you. Okay, number three. I could start a micro pig cafe in my basement. <laughs> so I just love micro pigs. I saw them in Japan. They're amazing. Okay. So a micro pig is how big? It's tiny. They're so small and little. <laughs> when you say tiny, it's like, like a the chihuahua. Si- it's about the size of a chihuahua. The newer ones are like the size of chihuahuas, and the, the bigger ones are like the size of a bulldog. Okay. Uh, and you go to this micro pig cafe, the pigs are there, and people eat with the pigs? Yeah, you can eat donuts with the pigs. Do they eat the pigs? No! Okay. Why? Do the pigs eat the donuts? No, 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 no. You eat... Like donuts that look like a pig. You eat pig-shaped donuts with pigs? Yeah. In a cafe? Yeah. And people pay extra for this? Oh, yeah. And you paid extra for this? Yeah. Where do they do this? In Japan. (laughs) And you think that there'd be a market for that here in in the United States? Yeah, everyone loves pigs. Okay. One of my friends loves pigs, so... Okay, seems like a a valid plan. All right, so that is... uh, what was that? Number three. Yeah. So, so only two things left to go here. All right, two, number two more. Number two. 
I could babysit 200 kids in three days. Wow. All right. So you need. So the question is, do you get all of the kids together in one place? No, no, different times. Different times. Yeah, okay. different times. Okay. So because if I did all at once, I'd. But I don't know if you're going to have enough time to get to 200 kids. So well, I think it, you're going to have to like bring one, some of them together. Yeah, like some together. But now you're going to have to rent a space to get them all together. And plus yeah. you're going to have to, you know, learn how to babysit. I know how to babysit. <laughs> have you ever done it? Yeah, I watched the Babysitter's Club and then I, <laughs> I read the books. And I babysat my mom's friend's kid. Mm, so you're basically ready to babysit I'm, 200 and, and kids. Cecily, I'm basically ready. Wow. All right. Uh, let's see what we've got. Does that lead us to number one? Yes. So I could VRBO my house or my room to Nick Jonas. You think Nick Jonas? Hold on a second. Yes, Let me... he would love to stay in my room. So the next time Nick Jonas comes to Seattle, which may or may not be within the next three days. Well, he better come in the next three days. And I know he will because he knows me. So like, he'd love to come to so, see me. So you think Nick Jonas is going to come to Seattle? stay in your room and pay you enough money for the privilege to yeah. get you to go to a Taylor Swift concert. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know whether any of these ideas are going to work, but I I think they're, they're, they're a good start. What do you think? You think these have a chance of working? Oh, yeah, totally. Which one seems the most likely? Uh, probably letting Taylor stay in my house. <laughs> she seems... But she would love that. Well, I have good news for you and for your sister, Cecily, who is here as well. You don't have to do any of these things. Really? Can you guess why? Because we're not going. No. Because we are going? Because we already got tickets. Really? Yes. And we're going on Saturday night. <gasps> I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Does that sound good? Oh, yeah, that sounds all right. Am I doing okay as dad? You're doing just fine. <laughs> you pass. Here you go. Avery says Aww. I pass. That was last night recorded at the kitchen table. Avery, uh, yeah. Gonna get to, I don't think the Nick the Jonas thing is going to work out. Yeah, the whole family. We're going to go tomorrow well, she night. Just give him a call because he knows her. She said that was disturbing. And I, you notice, <laughs> I didn't ask where are you going to sleep if Nick Jonas is sleeping in your room. That I just didn't want to, you know, just let that go <laughs> and just move right past it. So uh, there you go. Avery and Cecily get to go to see Taylor Swift tomorrow, which and means you, I apparently. get to go see yeah. Taylor Swift tomorrow, and I will, I'm sure, have stories to tell when we get back. Huge thank you though to a couple people, a couple friends who helped make that happen, Tyler. And Chris and Trevor and a few other folks that uh, were nice enough to uh, shoot me a link and help me out with that. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you to all of you for helping me look like a good dad, at least for one night. Brock will be back on Monday, and we will be ready to go uh, with training camp on Wednesday. See what the Mariners do this weekend. Going to be a crazy busy weekend. If you see a Taylor Swift on Saturday, you know, say hi or whatever. We'll catch you guys Monday morning. Until then, the hay is in the barn. See you, everybody. Get to the